calls her back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. When I got up this morning, I went in, to, I got right with the Lord a little bit, and then I turned my Bluetooth on, okay? And it came up, Iron Maiden, Leonard Skinner, and Ozzy Osbourne, and I said, ball game's over, boys. We winning this thing. Riddit, get to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 3rd. We're back. New year. I, I just told Landon I didn't realize this was the first show of the new year. I wish Landon could be wearing the victory cap right now. Can't do it. But it's okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it. We, we only wear them in victory. We're not. We don't cheat it. I wanted him to wear it, but we don't cheat it. I would have liked for the Vols to win. So. It's okay. Hey, no one wants to lose. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's, you know, it's a... What was the, this is the best thing. I'm not going to pretend this is the best thing for the team. <laughs> but I also know it's not the end of the world. So that's good. Right. And it's also, which I mean, I know Bama's, a, you know, been shooting the ball well. I think they were averaging like 78 points a game or something like that. Um, but man, they didn't miss. So it was unfortunate. Dude, <laughs> did, I just, I, did I bring up I bad hate, topics like, too quick? I just hate, I hate losing, number one. Right. And then I thought we were like, not that I thought Tennessee was going to go undefeated. I didn't think that. But I didn't think it was going to come yesterday. Didn't think that loss comes to Bama. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Dude, we look good. The new lights? We got new, we're, we're trying to, up, we still got some work to do, try to get the lighting right. Um, but we're trying to, trying to, you guys have to see our face now. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all have Ouch. to see our faces now. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're working on it. We're, we're trying to. We got y'all, so we're we're trying to make trying to make looks, more important issues fun again. It looks good. Make football fun again. Make make more new year, new us, dude. Did you see that roughing the passer on Kirk yeah, Cousins? That's one of my fails. Make football fun again. What the? Did you see the other call the ref made? It was another roughing the passer call, correct? No. What wasn't there one in the bowl game last night that was bad? Uh, no, the Clemson. Yes. Did you see? Okay, then did you see the tackle on Kellen Mond? That was the same thing, probably worse because Kellen Mond was going down. Right. Nothing. Nothing gold. Which, I, I'm not saying like that was a hard hit. Mm-hmm. But if Justin Fields doesn't go down there, like if it if he's able to pop right back up, play the next play, kick the field goal or whatever they're gonna do on fourth and one. That's so stupid, dude. It's just the rules so bad. I get the, why the rules in place, but they can't. They can't call it well. Yeah, you're, you're making officiating too big a part of the game. Yeah. And it's it's very frustrating. Like you're taken away from the game with the the targeting and just, I mean, just terrible calls. Right. And could he have gotten his head up? Sure. But his head goes low because he's going shoulder at his waist level yeah. or his torso level. You know how hard it is to go at 
legs and keep your head up, like that's a difficult thing to do. If he hits Justin Fields in the calves and brings him down, does he get called for targeting? I just because I, I by the rule isn't it targeting if he ducks his head? Yeah, I just don't. I don't it's stupid. That. It's stupid. I mean, if you, if you don't want like anybody to use their helmet, why are we wearing helmets in the first place? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's credit to you know Skalski. How do you say his name? Uh, he had a good tweet. You know, tweet about it. I mean, he's right. He's got to do it. Try to do a better job of keep, keeping his head up. But he also shouldn't be ejected for it. No, he shouldn't have been ejected. For no, it. if you, I like how you put it. It should be a fifteen yard penalty if you get two of them. I mean, and, it, it, we, it, it it shouldn't even been a penalty. Number one, correct. We know the egregious ones that you you can kick people out for. Right. You know the egregious, flagrant ones in basketball that you can eject the guy for. Mm-hmm. But there's also. Either, you know, incidental flagrant or ones that aren't that bad that is flagrant one, warning, you're, and then this guy gets foul shots. or You know, so they can get the 15-yard penalty and then the flagrant one or whatever you want to call it in football. But he shouldn't have been tossed for it first time. Yeah. I mean, we're throwing people out for bang-bang plays where an official... <laughs> wasn't even a bang-bang play. They got to review it. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, they're getting penalized for that when an official can make a terrible call... But he has a replay to back him up. Yeah, it's it's dumb. It is absolutely dumb. Um, guys, we're going to talk about some of these players that are returning. I guess we got to mention players that are leaving, too. We're going to talk some recruiting news. That tough loss to Bama, that was... You know what What I did like, personally, in terms of that game? Um, two and a half minutes left, three minutes left, down by seven. Vols are still... Like, you, you felt like this team... Had a chance in it. Yeah. Play good defense. Make one shot. Yeah. You you turn the momentum. You feel good. So I did feel good about that. Going to talk about bowl season. A lot of good bowl games this week. Um, A lot of at least like, I mean, Clemson and Ohio State was flipped the script entirely. Not incredibly competitive, but I think it was fun to see the flip script. Like the script flipped. Yeah. I think I thought that was fun. I mean, who saw that coming? Right. And I think. I guess the the one person. should have. And and the person who bet 1.2 million on. Or 1.3. He just that took them to cover. Yeah. To cover. Yeah. So he thought it was at least going to be close. Yeah. But. I like it. Hey. And then, yeah. Talk, and then talk about some of the top moments of 2020. Uh, if you got questions, drop them in the chat. I'm jumping on Twitter and YouTube right now. Sorry I haven't been with you all Ryan, the whole way. Whoops. Um, jumping on that right now. So if you got any questions, drop them in. Landon's on Facebook. Drop those in if you've got them. Uh, we appreciate you all joining us for the first more important issues of 2021. Whether you're listening tonight or on Monday morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. Blue Water Climate Control will get you taken care of with all of your HVAC needs. So go check them out. Hit them up. Tell us where you're listening from. Yeah, drop it. Big geography guys. We didn't lose that in 2021. We're still (laughs) big geography guys. Um, New Year's. So uh, stay away from the gyms. New Year, new me. I guess for, for right now. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of people there. I started losing weight, which I haven't been to the gym. I just started eating better and trying not to drink as many sodas. Um, so I started losing weight before 2021 started. So I think I think I might just like throw that out the window and nice. start gaining weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just go back to where I was. Yeah. Because it's a new year, new me, and I'm fat, fat and happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Skinny people aren't happy. They can't be. <laughs> they don't get to eat Zaxby's on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> All right. out on good food. Exactly. Some of these players that are returning. I also want to talk transfer portal. Can we talk about that at the end? Yeah, I mean, okay. We, I, 
So I thought we'd start with just where Tennessee's at. Mm. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it looks like Pruitt is staying. I told you before the show, Austin Price said today, tonight, on whatever show it is, that Phil Fulmer was calling Dylan Brooks, and I can't remember the other guy that committed in the early signing period, or signed in the early signing period, telling them that Pruitt will be returning. That Fulmer's definitely out if you like, right? You can't lie to those guys. I guess right. you can, but it's not a good look. But I mean, again, there's still like some gray area there where it's like, could, yeah, if he's out for him. Maybe to former he's coming back, but if something happens with this investigation, that's out of his control. Right. So maybe that will be his back. You know, if if the NCAA makes them, yeah, there could be something. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's if there's some investigation where Jeremy Pruitt has to go, then yeah, there will be a change. Otherwise, I think Jeremy Pruitt's going to be back. It looks like it. It looks like it for sure. So I think think that's a safe assumption to to run under. Um. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I just, I just want to, I, I just want to win. I just want to move on. <laughs> Make a decision. <laughs> yeah. Say something. Have a press conference, or you know, just release release a statement that is more direct than that vague one about the bowl game. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, he was still kind of addressing that season too. Right. So I, I need you to just be like, hey, it's 2021. They're at, all the coaches are out of quarantine now. New year, new us. Signing period's over. We're back in these guys. I don't know. I do don't it. know what you do. But it, it looks like he's going to be back. So what does this staff really look like going forward? You're going to have to hire an O-line coach, a D-line coach. What other staff members are going to have to be replaced? Is T. Martin going to be here? If you legitimately don't hear about any offensive defensive line coaches being tied to Tennessee this week, I think it's a safe assumption to think that he could be out. Yeah. If you're not hearing rumors of guys that are being interviewed or considered, I mean, because you should, I think you should have already heard about it. But I do understand the, it is bowl season, guys aren't moving yet. See, you know, some seasons aren't over yet. Well, apparently Jeremy Pruitt didn't even talk to Brumball. So. <laughs> right. He's not even an interview. He's just hiring. Yeah. Calling people. Congratulations. You just won the head coaching job at, or the offensive line coach job at Tennessee. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Handing Martin out the Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Does he even know he got that job at Vanderbilt? He probably doesn't. <laughs> He's going to find out on Twitter. Also, what is. I mean, Do- I'm, I'm sure 247 would be fine, but like, does he just stop doing that? I don't know what to do. I mean, because, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do want to talk about just real quick about the Sar- Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian thing. I wanted so bad for that report to be false because I root for chaos. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wanted chaos so bad. But how quick was that? Also, like, was Tom Herman really? I mean, he wasn't great, but did, are they convinced Sark is a lot better hire than Tom Herman? I guess so. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the Sarkeesian thing. I I'll think, say this: Jeremy Pruitt won the Broyles Award too. So I think the Lane Kiffin hire looking pretty good from like Ole Miss. I think or like FAU Ole Miss makes the coach rehab thing look better for. Okay, I think, like, so and I agree bit, with that. A little bit easier to justify, it. yeah, because Kiffin's looked pretty decent. I mean, we'll see. He won a bowl game. He won a bowl game. He's still got a lot to prove too. So yeah. Um, and, and then 
you know, is T. Martin back? Is is Brian Niedemeyer back? I think those are questions. His contract's up at the end of the month, correct? Both of them, yep. So we'll see. And, and then if Brian Niedermeyer, if that doesn't do it, does the investigation do anything to yeah, him? Yeah. So you could be looking at four guys. Is Chris Winkie gone? I, I think mean, everyone is rooting for that to happen, which makes me think it won't. It's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Probably won't. I, don't, I mean, it, yeah, it's a... Uh, the Brian Niedemeyer, I think, is just interesting because you don't know for sure what's going on. Um, and then mixed with the contract being up at the end of the month and you haven't heard anything about extensions, I think makes it a very interesting situation. Um, I don't think anyone at this point with... At, when he was tight end coach, you didn't have a ton of success at that position. Now he's coaching linebackers and not a ton of success there mm-hmm. inside linebackers and... So I don't think anyone's going to be upset. Recruiting's yeah. good, but it, you also got to develop. I think one guy that I don't really want to leave is T. Martin. Yeah, I just think like not unless he like took the head coach job at South Alabama. Yeah, is that where it was. Okay. Apparently he's linked to Texas, but that's. I mean, is, I, is Sark really going to hire T. Martin as his OC? Yeah, and and then does T. Martin does he really think he's going to be calling plays? If Sark's the head coach, yeah. is it a better position? Is it a better job? Probably not. You're right. So yeah, and I think his family's comfortable. I think it would take a lot for him to m- move to Texas. I, I hope so because that's kind of like a flag for me for this program. If a guy like that leaves, that seems like he wants to be here. Yeah, one of the few guys that actually took that pay cut. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then players leaving. DeAndre Johnson, I think we talked about it a little bit. He did announce that he is transferring to Miami, so yep. going back home. Um, I'm sure you'll you'll see some more enter the transfer portal. But if if I were a guy, if I were a guy and I was at Tennessee right now, I'd almost be like, all right, where can I go? I wouldn't just go in there blind. There's no way, because I mean, you have no clue where spots are available. What coaches are going to be where? I mean, it's just like a crapshoot. Coming, coming into Tennessee? No, no, no. Oh. It, it, like a guy at Tennessee right now looking to transfer out. I mean, I think more programs have – I think like Miami has more stability than Tennessee does right now. Oh, I, I, I don't think Tennessee – I can. agree. I think you need – but you need to have kind of a plan because if you're just going there and you haven't really played much at Tennessee, yeah. it, you. I mean, DeAndre Johnson is a little yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm interested to see what a guy like Todd Chandler does. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he play gonna... a – you know, there's guys on his heels. You know, Eric Gray looks like the feature back at Tennessee. Yeah, so. does he utilize that oh, – the extra year of eligibility, and or does he try and go undrafted somewhere? Because he's yeah. probably – unless he has, like, an incredible pro day, probably not going to be a combine guy. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I don't see him getting drafted. And I'm not saying he's not a good player and could land on a roster somewhere. That's possible. But does it? Yeah. I mean, I think if he wants to make a run at it for a career, he's going to have to use that extra year of eligibility somewhere. That doesn't mean Tennessee for sure. Maybe Tennessee. I mean, it seemed like he got more carries um, even before Eric Gray was out. Eric Gray was not getting all of the reps Mm -hmm. during games. Yeah. I just think what you got coming in, maybe you kind of see the writing on the wall a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely be skeptical of because there's just there's not spots. I mean, Tennessee can add what six transfers right now. 
and that's it. Yeah. So you're not having a ton. You're a, a guy that was at Tennessee. He's probably not going to be landing out of Power Five school unless it's somebody who had a ton of production here. Right. Like a DeAndre Johnson. Correct. So. It's weird. It's definitely weird. So you want to talk about the transfer portal a little bit? Well, I, I, while we're talking about these players leaving, also someone mentioned in here, Old Vol, sorry guys, this group will go down as the worst assembly of coaches in UT football history. It is hard to argue with that right now. Now, thankfully, they have the last two coaching staffs <laughs> yeah, to to help pick mm-hmm. up the slack. Um, but Hiring Larry Scott as an OC is kind of... It's questionable at best. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they but... Looking at this staff right now, and then you talk about all the un, you know, the the questions coming into the season with the staff. It it's hard to disagree. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. It's um, definitely up for discussion. Which the, is yeah, not good. <laughs> exactly. It's not good. Exactly. But and, and then I do want to mention a guy, and and I know we had a question about it, so we can get to that as well. Austin Pope leaving, um, and shedding some light in an exit interview with the Athletic on what the kind of state of the program is. Um, you know, where's a guy like Austin Pope land? I don't know. But I also don't – he said he had a ton of interest from schools, mostly, you know, uh, here on the eastern side of the country, ha- had some interest. So I, I don't know where he lands. Um, kind of that thing makes me sound sound like ACC or Big Ten school, um, that statement. Uh, I think that's a pretty big loss for Tennessee. Also, uh, I don't I don't think the coaching staff asked him to look elsewhere, but that also makes me think they're trying to bring in a tight end in the transfer portal um, and maybe they were – impressed with some guys that showed out this year. And um, then it also sounds like he's ready to move on from Tennessee too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just like kind of the same way Eli Wolf mm-hmm. was at Tennessee. Yeah. He played some, he was in the game, but was he really a, a utilized within the offense? No. Right. Um, yeah. And I think Austin Pope, I think you might've showed me this, but I, I didn't get to read the whole thing in the athletics, so you, you tell me if I'm wrong. But he did say, like, I don't care to block, but how when it's third and short, like, I want to be able to go out for a pass and not pass block. Yeah, he wants the option to yeah. to, to be available. I mean, they're <coughs> definitely – I mean, and that's not been a secret. That specific um, issue hasn't been a secret. That's obvious for Tennessee fans, the underutilization of the tight ends. Um, so as far as that goes, that wasn't anything that fans didn't know. Um, people that – pay attention to the program didn't know that that was a concern all along uh but yeah and, and you can't blame him you want to be um you want to be in a situation to uh where what you're doing matters and when you're especially in the new the way the new offense i mean not even new offense jim cheney's old offense utilized tight ends a ton mm-hmm. and, um and he you know he didn't have some big flashy new style uh but yeah the the underutilization of tight ends is is uh, is bad um it you've had this year, or this season specifically, um, hadn't been great talent, but you weren't even giving them, a chance, giving them chances most of the time. Anyways, when you did the last two games, you scored touchdowns with them. Yeah. It was like it took Austin Pope announcing he was transferring and Hudson Wolf decommitting and going to Ole Miss, and then we mm. start throwing the tight ends a little bit. That, right. I don't know. Are, are we trying to show off for Eric Gilbert if he enters the transfer portal? I mean, I, you know, I don't know how great Eric Gilbert would – because he, he kind of had a shot somewhere else, you know, in another SEC school. But at this point, wouldn't you have to try and go get a tight end like him? Absolutely. Yeah, you take him in a heartbeat. Right. So, I mean, I, I hope that's kind of the bid being made out, especially with Austin Pope gone. It would have been big to have him back, and you thought you were getting him back. 
Um, but it's clear he was ready to move on from the uh, from the program at Tennessee. It looks like a culture issue too, and that's mm-hmm. and that's why I'm like we got to move on from Pruitt. That, and I hope it's maybe some players that need to be purged, but it doesn't sound like it's just a few guys. And that's and you got it. You have to take what Austin Pope's saying with a grain of salt because when he's on his way out, like he's voluntarily leaving, he's not even graduating, like he is leaving the program. So you have to take it with a grain of salt and it's one guy. So you have to remember that. I'm not saying he's lying, but you have to remember that it's only his truth at this point. And I still am in the boat of it looks like a culture issue. So I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it's not worth anything. <coughs> but I'm not that I'm also not saying it can't be fixed. Yeah. So I just want to keep that in mind. But yeah, I mean, he just mentioned some guys that um, maybe didn't want to be at Tennessee for the right reasons. Uh, maybe didn't give their all all the time. And, and that's a concern. Because um, it also sounds like guys were, some of those guys were playing. And we knew that. I mean, t- fans knew that. Mm-hmm. It is obvious what's going, you know, what some of the things going on. And that's why, again, why I, I'm not saying, I, I believe Austin Pope is telling the truth. But he's also, you know, he's, what he's seeing with some of his own eyes, he doesn't like and, that's you know that that's fine. I'm glad he doesn't like it because it sounds like. I mean, everything we saw from him, he gave his all. Yeah, and, and if you're a tight end, how? What else can your thoughts be? Really, I mean, yeah. it sucks. It, it does. And I think we had the question of uh, with Austin Pope's comments. Do you think it's more on the coaches or the players? Is that correct? Yeah. Let me let me get to that question okay. since yeah. we're talking about it. And I'll just to make sure you said that right because. I, I just said it was a culture issue. It's a culture issue. Yeah. I don't know why. What, it's a culture issue. It is absolutely a culture issue. And that, and if that's a question, is it coaches or players? Yes, you know, the players are an extension of it. But the culture falls on the coach. Right. The coach sets the pace for the culture. The players can come in with a mindset. But once they get into the environment and they get ingrained with what the culture is, that's what they're instilled with. And if you have a cancer in your program, that's your job as a yeah. coach to get that cancer removed. Absolutely. So if you have way too many of those in your program, that's on you. Because most of these people, most of the kids in the program now are the ones that you brought in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, yeah, you can maybe blame some of it, some of it on the players. and You just got to have that mentality. But those are guys that Pruitt has brought in. Yeah. So that's... It's and, and at the same time, you are in charge of setting the culture. If the culture is not changing, that's your fault. Yeah. And again, I'm not the only reason I'm saying it could change is because if Pruitt's the, gonna be the guy next year, you have to, as a Tennessee fan, you have to root for that it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And culture is something that can be flipped. It is very, very hard to do. And that's why, again, I'm saying I think it's time to move on. But it is something that can't. If as long as Pruitt hasn't given up, it is something that can be changed. Right. As long as he hadn't given up. Um, but I mean, what it's, I mean, it's always like a joke in you know, in the coaching communities and, um, but the teams that high five the most win and there's not a lot of high fiving going on, um, at the end of the year at Tennessee. Yeah, Cause, uh, I mean, you're doing stuff to high five about, right. But that, I mean, that certainly <laughs> helps, but I mean, uh, rally to the ball, celebrate touchdowns. Yeah. Support each other. And that again, Body language doesn't tell the whole story, but it tells a lot of the story. And the body language at the even midway through the year wasn't good. No, it wasn't. Wasn't good. Was not. 
Um, so let me get to that question. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Nichols asks, with the awesome Pope interview in the athletic, do you guys place more of the blame for the season on the players or the coaches? It seems like in all the interviews, the players keep saying that the loss is on us and we need to play better. Coaches can, coaching can only go so far. I think I think everything goes back to the coaches, right? And and the execution, sure, yeah. The players do have to go out and execute, but we're that's also the assumption that the coaches are putting them in the best positions to win all the time. Yeah, I think everyone that watched this season can agree that that was not the case. Um, were there some times players weren't making plays? Sure, and those those are going to be on the players. But at, at what point is the coach going to? If if it's the same player, which felt like that happened quite a bit this year, mm-hmm. that wasn't making plays and the coaches aren't moving on from them. Well, again, gets back to, are it's the coaches it. putting them in the best position to win? It did not feel like that. And, and, I mean, yeah, that should be a sign to move on from Pruitt. Pruitt himself is saying it's on us. Well, if you aren't getting the job done, then it's time to, then you're not getting the job done. It's time to sever ties. Yeah. So, it it falls on the, I mean, that that's the thing about, when you look at the program as an entirety, sure, there's some losses that you can go. They didn't execute on that play, that defining play. I mean, that you got to go. You know, that player just didn't make the play. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, maybe you can. If it's a continued thing, you can go. Yeah, it's a culture. And eventually, though, it all gets back to the coach. Because if if one if if it happens one time, busted coverage, player doesn't do his job. It was there. He should have been deep, but you know he got held up in the flats. Busted. Okay, yeah. But if it happens again. Who's it all? I mean, you know, if, and if that happens again, or then the next game, you just can't get lined up correctly. Well, yeah, the, the last, the, that one play was on the player, but you can't blame the whole. At some point, it's the coaches. So it all comes back to the coach. That, that's it. Yeah, coaching, I, that's it. It's yeah, that simple. Like, if, if Pruitt's like, yeah, if we have a better quarterback, I think we have a better year. Yeah, maybe, but you kept him in as long as you did. Right. And then you go back to that was your guy and he's been here for five years mm-hmm. and that's how he's playing. That's development on your end. Right. So yeah, everything that maybe you can partially blame some players for, it all goes back to the coaching. Correct. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, and then let's look at just real quick, look at basketball last night. You had a guy, a lot of guys rotating because there were so many guys shooting and playing poorly. At least Rick Barnes is willing to try someone else. Yeah. And if Gaines the guys got in, Pember got in. And if the guy didn't execute, he got him out. Yeah. So at least he was willing to try something different. And I think at one point Rick Barnes turned around to the bench and was like, get someone else in. <laughs> like, anybody. anybody. <laughs> try to try something different at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just again, yes, players can make mistakes. It can cost big plays, it can cost games. But if it's a continual thing, if it's happening over and over again, um, like we have seen with Tennessee, it's a coaching issue. Yep. It's a coaching issue. And it's going to soon turn into, and it may already have been, it may already be um, an athletic director issue, directional issue, leadership mm-hmm. issue. And it's it's a, a losing issue. It, that's that's what this whole thing is about. When when ev- when you're losing, everything else is highlighted. Right. So like the Austin Pope, if we went what seven and three, if you go six and four, and Austin yeah. Pope believes and says that, assuming those four losses aren't by double digits, all right, <laughs> right. I mean, if you if you go seven and three, number one, you don't have all these guys leaving, right? Well, eh, maybe not. I, I don't know. Austin Pope's probably not, unless yeah, DeAndre I mean, Johnson probably is not. Probably not. 
Um, but yeah, you just don't like losing is what highlights all these other issues. Right. So yeah, if you have a cancer, but you're winning football games, that can't like that cancer it isn't getting to everybody. It's not yeah. spreading. You're like, rarely gonna win football games with a cancer, and if you are winning football games, 2016, that cancer creeps in. It is eventually going to bring you down. When it, it, it's a lot easier to get rid of a cancer when you're winning football games. Yeah. yeah. If it's a guy that's like, yeah, he's gonna make two plays, but he also is gonna make two plays for the other team too, then <laughs> uh, it's I mean it I think that's I think the the worst part is is right now it boils down to coaching and Tennessee Philip Fulmer is unwilling to make a change. Yep. I agree. <sighs> but then I I'm also kinda in the boat where would we even make a good hire if, even if we did Right, make but a that yeah, but I'm just like do it. Just do it. Pull the trigger. Just try it. Try Because, again, happens. it's like, put a different guy in. Yeah. Put a different guy in. It's not working. Try someone else. You're right. Tennessee probably doesn't make a great hire, but let's at least try. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, like, do I have more trust in the administration or the football program? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> yeah. Trick question. Yep. Transfer um, window. Does Tennessee try and go get Jack Cohen? I feel like that's the name that's been thrown out a bunch. <clears throat> Before Eric Gilbert announced he was transferring. So he isn't announced yet. He's not officially in the transfer he verbally. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that what he but said? He, but he deleted it. I'm verbally committing to the transfer portal. Something like that. I don't know. I didn't see that. But yeah, apparently he's like wanting. <laughs> but it hasn't been official yet. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Anyway. Yeah, Jack Cohn could be somebody. But my thing is like, if you're having O-line issues. No quarterback's going to want to play. Voluntarily, well, <laughs> transfer to your team. And if you got a good like, you, you'll have a good like. Cade Mays returns. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think you'll have a good core kind of coming back. Yeah. But would you not want like a dual threat quarterback like the one you got coming in? You think that would be the way to go? And Jack Cohn isn't that guy. Because it seems like, and Harrison Bailey was a pro style, but he's also a mobile. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's another thing. Like you have a quarterback that has some experience right. already on the roster. That's the the issue is you have to go out and get another quarterback right now. Right. That's the issue. Yeah. Because you, only three guys right now. Three guys. One guy that seems like he's been banged up lately. Um, another guy that has limited playing time as a sophomore, but didn't. For talking about confidence, you didn't give him a ton of confidence like you wanted to with uh, number two. Um, and then a freshman coming in. Yeah. So that quarterback room is not in a great situation right now, but at the fall of the coach. So I did see some guys um, kind of in that transfer portal. So you have – Is Kennedy coming back? I don't think we've heard. He kind of like alluded to it midway through the year. Yeah, I don't – I don't think I kind of just don't see him coming back. Right. He was a little bit – he was banged up at the end of the year too. Mm-hmm. Seems like maybe move on. And he's had some injury issues too through, throughout his career. And like – he he's he's been decent, but he hasn't. I don't think he's been what the guys that play, needed, and the guys that played at center played just as good as him, and they're younger, right. so they're probably going to just get better. Whereas he's probably more than likely hit his ceiling. Mm-hmm. He could get better, sure, but probably hit his ceiling. That was a question from Patrick Eady. Is Kennedy coming back? So we have uh, you have Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech quarterback. I think he's a grad transfer as well. 
Um, he's kind of a mobile quarterback. I think he has rushed like over 100 yards like four times this past year. I'm like, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, Juwan Pass at, at Louisville um, ha- has some experience. And, and then I've on their jack count as well. Um, Did the Titans just fumble at the goal on? I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. If they do, I'm be so There's a flag down there. Oh, they're calling touchdown, it looks like. Okay. Sorry. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, you have some options in there. So, if – I guess you kind of got to – like, what do you want your offense to look like next year? Because whatever you did this year was terrible. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, are, are you wanting to kind of throw the ball around, you know, utilize a quarterback speed, or are you just wanting to – isn't that scary that you don't even know the direction of the offense? And this is Cheney's third year and Pruitt's fourth. Absolutely, yeah. It's <laughs> nuts. If I had hair to rip out, I would. <laughs> like I, I just like last night the basketball team didn't have any flow to their offense, and that's what I felt like about football season all year long. They haven't, and and basketball has been very, very just like a free play so far because you've had so much, you still have so much talent. Just nobody can make a shot last night, right? And it made it more difficult, but yeah. Um, then some other transfers. Jamie Robinson um, was at South Carolina. He's in the transfer portal. He was almost. He almost. Oh, did he get in? I, think, I mean, it's not in. a fumble. I don't think. Even if he did get in, I don't think it's a fumble. Oh, it's first and go- what they call false start illegal <laughs> Somebody, procedure. Oh my! I think they goodness. called it illegal procedure before the before it started. What a moron! Started. Um. Dude, Tennessee's Just hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Defense what are, looks don't terrible. oversimplify it. Don't oversimplify it or overcomplicate like, it. Like I'm not a Titans fan, but I feel bad for like Tennessee Volunteer fans and Titans are, fans. Yeah, that's a they've had to watch, but at least t- terrible defensive play all year <laughs> yes. long. <laughs> yes, <laughs> at least you're, you know, it's Deshaun Watson this week, not yeah, but not someone else. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Okay, sorry. Where are we? Where are we? Someone asked this question. Uh, who's the number two back behind Gray? I mean, right now, I mean, assume Ty Chandler coming back, right? Is that what you're assuming, or are you thinking he's done? I don't know. Okay, I, let's go Chandler, because if Chandler comes back, it's him. Right, as of, you know, going into dude, I think, fall camp, probably. I think it, it's Jabari Small. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Cause right, I, right now, that could be different. It could be D Beckwith. It could be... Uh, Tyon Evans, it could be Cody, Cody Brown. Brown. I, I think D Beckwith with Cody Brown and Tyon Evans coming in, I think D Beckwith is going to see another position change. Be interesting. Touchdown Titans. Look at you. You just made fun of Ryan Tannehill. He just ran on you. I didn't make fun of Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> did I? You just said Ryan Tannehill. Well, he, he, he almost said that interception. He did almost th- throw the interception. Sorry, sorry. I should have finished my sentence. I apologize. <laughs> but some other transfers. Jamie Robinson, um, defensive back at South Carolina. He was uh, thinking about coming to Tennessee before then. We were deep in his recruiting process. Um, Latrell Bankston, defensive tackle at Iowa State. Already got an offer from Tennessee. So, um, maybe we see some of him. I don't know. Those, those are some kind of the transfers that we've kind of heard of and some that I might think we would have a shot at. With the, the dual direct quarterbacks, mm-hmm. if we went that direction. Okay. Yeah, I just don't know what our direction is. <laughs> no clue what the direction No clue what the direction is. No clue. That question was from about uh, Eric Gray as well. Or number two behind Eric Gray was from Patrick Eady as well. We appreciate the questions. Keep dropping them in if you've got them. Do you have anything else about the uh, transfer portal you want to talk about? Um, I don't. Just Cade Mays returning. Cade Mays returning, yeah. 
I think that's big. huge. That's uh, big. That, yeah, that's huge for Tennessee. And that that's kind of like the, the Austin Pope, you know, you talk about culture issues, and I agree yeah. to a certain extent, but I also think a guy like that coming back some gives you a glimmer of hope for the culture, right? Ex- exactly. Yeah. We know the boat we're in, but yes, I that is a good point. Cade Mays does give you a little bit of hope that there is some people in the program trying to turn he, the he's tide. a local guy too. Like, yeah, you know those those local guys like it. It means a little bit more. Yeah, and right. that's why when Austin Pope went, that that sucked for a number of reasons. Um, right. But Cade Mays coming back, like you said, just gives you a little bit of hope that it's not as yeah. bad as it looks. It's a good point. Recruiting news. Um, recruiting news. Ty Simpson. Dude, he wants to come to Tennessee so bad. Dude, just win. You you said it. If you were winning games this year, he probably would have already committed. Already, yeah. He wants to be at Tennessee, and it's just like, I'm sure he's just like, show me something. Like, just give me one reason why it would be good for me to come to Tennessee. It's nuts. Like, he's like, I know what I can give you, but can you, like, offer me... Something in return. I know. I mean, because he wants to go somewhere that wins. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. And he should. Right. He's a, really he's, good he's a great yeah. quarterback. He can, and he's gonna make a he's gonna make a program better wherever yeah. he goes. But at the state Tennessee's at, he could only make that team so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think he would be huge in recruiting too if you're able to. Yeah. Yeah, a guy that can spread the ball around. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that and and just like in state with all this in state talent we talked about, if you get a guy like that, yep, early in the process. Oh yeah, and then it just it's like we saw in the summer; it's a domino effect. Now, when the season gets around, you're going to have to win you some football games to keep them all there. Games. It's a, that's the and that's the end all be all. It's not you know, but yeah. Golly, man, it would be great to get Ty Simpson. He we would, just need to win. I, I mean that that fixes every everything right. that we talk about can be fixed if we win football games. a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, so you had Todd Simpson, um, went hunting with Trey Smith, Cooper Mays, and Cade Mays. Hopefully, it means something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> spend a little time with his future center and Cooper Mays. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Getting that connection. Going. Yeah. I like that. Maybe they did some some practice runs. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We never go under center, so I guess it, we don't have to get that close. But. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, Ten- yeah. Tennessee just needs to win, and I'm I'm with you. I'm commit. I'm convinced he would would have already committed, and hopefully get a commitment from him earlier than later. Because yeah, you need that snowball. You need it to snowball mm-hmm. into more guys. There's too much talent in the state of Tennessee always, but especially this recruiting class to lose out on it. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. You did. You were able to sign Dylan Brooks. That's big. Yep. He signed during an early signing period. Um, I guess wasn't able to get out. Or I think he wanted to wait till February to announce it and do it with his teammates. Mm. But I it, think it leaked he, a little bit. Well, I think he had some programs probably reaching back out to him. Gotcha. And that's a recruiting violation. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So good, stuck on that, Auburn. That's a that's a good that's a good Commitment or good signing. So. Yeah, that that's huge. You need to lock. I mean, he was. This is their top player in the class, right? You needed to go get him, and you did. Um, him and Caden Salter, but yeah, you needed the position of need at the edge rusher position, and you locked one down. Right, absolutely. 
And I think we talked about it last week. We're just like, with DeAndre Johnson, Gavon Bennett gone, it's like, here, There's a he, here's of... a spot right here. Play him, though. <laughs> Play yeah. him. Yeah. He should be a day one starter. Yep. And if he's not, again, it's on you. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. It's on you. Win a state title. Roanoke, Alabama. Hanley High School. 6'5", 250. He's a big dude. It's a big dude. Number one, number 51 player um, in the country. Number two player in Alabama. Number three weak side defensive end in the country. Yeah, it's big. Good. good player. It's big. Good player. All right. Anything uh, else for recruiting news? Caden Salter, baby. Just Caden keeps Salter. on, keeps on. And he, he was throwing bombs this, this last game, this last go-around. Yeah, he was 20 for 37 through the air, 266 yards, 86 rushing yards, three touchdowns, including the game winner, 15 yards out, since his team to, to the semifinals. Yeah, had to had to use his feet a little bit to extend the play. Yeah. Mobile. Mobility, baby. <laughs> exactly. It pays off. He had some trash talk, too, from some like high school barstool account. <laughs> That apparently got some ball fans riled up. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're all in that. Yeah, send this team to the semifinals. I think they play this week. I don't know who it is. Um, I forgot to check that out. But I think it's the team who put them out last year. So Okay. Or revenge game. There you go. Yeah. For their seventh playoff game because Texas yeah. has it. <laughs> when they when they say Texas forever, they really mean state <laughs> high school yeah, football playoffs. It's gonna last forever. <laughs> Forever. All right. Are you ready to get sad? Oh man, I was looking. I was looking forward to wearing the victory cap. I thought I really thought you would. I guess we didn't really talk about Missouri, but we can kind of mention that was a good game. Offensively, you got it done. Defensively, you got it done. Um, This game, not so much. I mean, which again, this kind of what we talked about football. Like eventually, it's gonna fall back on the coaching and the style and. But uh, Alabama shot 50% from three. Yeah. That is hard to win. And ten- I mean, yes, Tennessee's struggled defending the three. But, I mean, there were not a ton of open shots last night. Now, the part that you got to say that we Tennessee's got to do better at is early on there were some open threes that allowed them to get comfortable. And when they hit, they see a few of those go in, they're going to start pulling the trigger at anything. And that's what they were doing. The rim looks a lot bigger when you see some go in. I mean, sure. it's, yeah. And it, it helps a ton. And they were getting, and then they were pulling so much that they were getting bounces. Um, it was looking good for them. Herbert Jones shot. No, sorry, he's still never mind. I thought I read that wrong. I was like, good God, that's way too many threes. Um, but Petty was four for four. Yeah, he was six for seven from the field. I mean, he pretty much dominated. <sighs> it, it was a tough, tough. At game one for time, Tennessee. you had Drew Pember on him. I was just like, be a li- again, and I, I and he called it too. He was like, hey. And he got the ball, and then he was like, "Everybody move out of the way! I'm taking this." He can take. He can drive the ball against just about anybody. Yeah, he's going to do that to yeah. a guy like Pember. Um, yeah. I, like, I like Drew Pember. I think they came out swinging and kind of shocked us a little bit. You know, we had some stupid turnovers. Viscovi struggled, couldn't shoot, and then when they got hot in the second half, it just felt like. We couldn't make enough baskets to really get back into the game. And then you did a good job, too, of, of, of forcing <clears throat> fouls, driving to the lane, but you shot 65% from the foul line. That's yeah. not winning basketball ever. If you make those, you win the game. Yeah, that's not that's not winning basketball ever. Yeah. So you got to be better there. 
Um, Fulgerson, yeah. three of eight from the free throw line. Right. That's your all-SEC player. That can't happen. No, and Rick Barnes mentioned that. <coughs> I mean, he even yeah. said there are minutes up for grabs. Yeah. I guess he can be – this team's too talented to to have poor minutes from anybody, let alone a guy like John Fulkerson, all-SEC. All mm-hmm. um, he didn't play great yesterday. You didn't have a lot of guys play great. Um, I mean, Victor Bailey Jr. didn't feel like he played fantastic, and he had 16 points. Did you see where he got it done at? At yes, the free throw the, line. Yeah, he did get it done. You're right, at the free throw line. So, I mean, if if you are struggling, then you got to find a way to impact the game in another mm-hmm. way. John Fulkerson really didn't. No, I mean, he only had five rebounds yesterday, one assist. Didn't do it. Didn't do a ton for Tennessee defensively, where he usually is a great defender as well. Um, was just not fantastic. I mean, Pons was one for six, but he had five blocks. And three of them came in the span of like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine if he didn't get those blocks. We're probably down by 20 points at one point. Yeah. Yeah. He he was big. Um, and, and Tennessee did get into foul trouble early, which I think caused the rotation to be a little funky. Um, and and that, that's tough. But Alabama also just forced those. I mean, some of the foul calls were not great. But right. they were aggressive, and they went and earned those fouls, which, which helps them a ton. Um, and, and forced Tennessee to do a lot of weird things. Jaden Springer going down really, really hurt you, especially on the offensive end, a guy that's produced for you plenty, especially you mentioned Missouri. Um, that was tough. Uh, Keon Johnson did play a, a pretty good game and picked up some slight, but he also was, you know, 5 for 12 from the field, 0 for 3 from three-point range. Um, but he impacted the game. Again, you struggle, shoot. you got to find a way to impact the game, though. you got to find a way. Texans just tied it. Going at, least tied, at least it's tied. At least it's Todd. No, they didn't win it outright. Oh, my God. Landon's sweating, sweating the money line over here, guys. So, yep. you're going to get to see some real heartbreak here in a minute. Yep. It's going to be fun. Mm. <laughs> some real heartbreak. But yeah, I, I think when Ponds and Springer were out, it, it was it was definitely deflating to the mm. team. Uh, defensively. And I think off, like Springer's really good offensively, and he's good at getting to the paint and making shots from there. And I feel like that's what Tennessee needed last night. Absolutely. Because we – Absolutely. Besides Victor Bailey Jr., I mean, no one really got to the rim. No. <laughs> no. I mean, we and he's not a guy that I'm just like, yeah, that's the guy who should be going to the rim. It should be Fulkerson. And when he gets to the rim and he's fouled, he has to make free throws. Right. And Viscovi sort of tried. He would be aggressive and then shoot underhand layups. And get blocked. But you can't go to the rim hard and then shoot an underhand layup. Yeah, that's true. You can't do that. Viscovi had 13 points. And that was not his best game. I'm shocked that he only had one turnover. He had three of our four <laughs> made threes. Yeah, and, and and Tennessee just, I get it. You're down. The other team is shooting lights out the three on the on the other end from three. So you want to go down and respond. But I just felt like too many things were forced when you could have at least gone and earned some points because it, it wasn't. We got to start shooting. We got to start pulling the trigger now. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like where I remember it, where I felt like we started doing that was at the seven minute mark, down by seven nine points. It's like you don't, you just gotta start grinding out points in each possession. And Tennessee wasn't able to do that, and it got away from them. And then Alabama just didn't start missing. And this isn't the good. The good news is, is this isn't the worst loss in the world. Like you know, it does come in January, uh, early January. You got plenty of SEC ball ahead of you. No, no one wants to lose ever. Shouldn't be one. It's definitely not the best thing for a team to do. But get you know if you had to pick a time to lose, no way. AJ Brown, baby. If you had to pick a time to lose, 
hopefully Tennessee can learn something from this loss that can carry them through SEC play. Yeah, yeah. You're going to need to rely on... Like, I know your guard play is there, but, like, Pons and Fulkerson have to be... They got to show up. They have to do something else offensively. Because we talked about it, I think, against USC Upstate, where they combined for, like, nine shots. Right. This game, they shot 11. Against Missouri, they shot, like, nine apiece. You know, they're going to have to be more involved in the offense. Right. To... Because I, I think with the guards, yeah, they're super talented. But I, I don't think they've played enough together to have it all all together right now. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, definitely with the way the offense looks, I would agree right. with that. Yeah. Hopefully you learn from it. Hopefully you learn from it. It's not. The, We'd rather lose now, 100%. But it's still, it, it hurt. It and hurt. There's, and there's you, probably some still, there's, there's still some losses out there probably. Oh, yeah. So. You can't go. Oh well, that's loss number two. What but any time you can try, you can get a win against any Alabama team. You try right. to take full advantage of that. Oh, 100%. I just it just hurt last night. It really did. Hundred percent. Because I don't think Alabama's that great, but they do pose a, a kind of a mismatch for. They're a good matchup for. We are a good matchup for them. That's I'm, what I'm. I'm curious to say. what their size is. They looked really lengthy, especially they're lengthy standing but against Tennessee. I think they would struggle with like big guys in the paint, and we just don't have that no, kind of size. No. Yeah, yeah, it's like lengthy, like guard lengthy. Not right. They're not huge. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're huge inside. Um, the good thing, maybe. I mean, Tennessee can't. They can't lose two in a row. You can't see this team drop two in a row. That does not bode well when you talk about tournament time. Um, they do face Arkansas on. Is that Tuesday? Uh, Arkansas is a good team. Arkansas is a good team. You've got you've got to go out there and, and, and play better um, than you did on Saturday. Thankfully, Arkansas did, but Arkansas is kind of in the same boat. They've been playing really really good basketball and then go and lose a not a great loss to a pretty good Missouri team. Yeah. So they're they're in the same boat as Tennessee, looking to respond. <coughs> um, can they respond? So this is going to definitely. I mean, it's an interesting weekday matchup. You get another mm-hmm. like you did last Wednesday. You get an intriguing Wednesday matchup with Arkansas and Tennessee. Um, hopefully Tennessee can respond better. Probably this this loss could drop them out of the top. Well, there were there were some other. I don't think Michigan ended up losing. Yeah, they did. They did end up losing. To, no, West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia lost. Okay, but this loss could take you out. I mean, potentially out of the top ten. Hopefully yeah. not. You'd like to see Tennessee stay there, but it it could depends on what everybody else did. I haven't looked. Um, but that Arkansas game is a seven p.m. tip off on Wednesday night. Um, I will say this: not many teams. Lose by just eight points when the when you shoot thirty one percent and the other team shoots fifty percent from three. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of teams lose by just eight. God, still. and and I don't see Tennessee being that bad offensively or defensively in the same game ever again. Hopefully, God, <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Oh, I mean, we couldn't stay in front of anybody. No, their guards went right by us. Every, I mean, that's why they got so many open threes. Right. See, I got to do got to do better than that. All right, let's watch this real does, quick. Does, Tennessee's about to. Does Rick Barnes just you, hate they the may, zone? Yeah, he definitely. These these people already know whether who won it. Oh my god, he's did it go in? It did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is the most Tennessee field goal I've ever seen in my life. Derek Henry. <laughs> let's go. Getting that money. Wow. Saving up for next Christmas. There you go. For the kids, baby. <laughs> for the kids. Tennessee Titans. For the kids. Oh, um, I like it. Dude, SEC officiating, how does it just... It it's, doesn't get any better, ever. Also, I want to know, 
what Rick Barnes got teed up for. Oh, did he, did you not listen to his press conference? Well, he didn't really. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't. Uh, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to know. And I don't think the official who <laughs> teed him up even knows. Like, Nate Oates was letting the officials have it and was on the court for probably 80% of the game. Yeah. And Rick Barnes chews you out and you, you, you pout about it? Well, it was, he said the dude was like 40 yeah. yards away. So the one he was, the actual ref he was letting have it didn't even tee him up. No, because the the ref, the both of the officiate, officials that he was talking to, they had a miscommunication. And so he was like, was that foul on Viscovi or Keon? And because it, it was it an off-ball foul or an on-ball foul? It was on-ball, it was Viscovi, and mm-hmm. they took him out of the game. But they're like, if it's supposed to be on Keon, we can put him back in the game because he's not in foul trouble. So that's what he was trying to clear up. Well, that one official was like, uh, I'll find out. And the guy that called the made the call said it was an off-ball foul, which had been Keon Johnson's foul. Yeah. So Rick Barnes is like, we need to look at that because it's a it's on Keon Johnson, not Viscovi. And that guy says, no, I didn't say that. It was an on-ball foul. And so he's trying to clear it up, and then that one guy comes from nowhere and just like, doot That was what he got teed up for? He's like, I don't know if I was a little bit more animated but, than I should have been, but yeah. But the guy who he's talking to is Fire him! Yeah. How is that acceptable? It's, it's mind-boggling. It and really like, is. Maybe Rick Barnes is a different person on the court, but I can't imagine he's cussing you out. No. And I know some of these other coaches are because I can read lips before the mask. And they don't get teed up. And and I get it. Those grown men, they're probably not going to get teed up for like cussing a ref out. Yeah. But I would be more inclined. First of all, I'm a grown man. You can talk to me like a grown man. You have to cuss me out. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. So I'm more inclined to tee you up. But I guess some refs aren't that way. But it's like I would be very frustrated if I was Rick Barnes and heard the way some of these coaches talk to refs and they don't they don't bat an eye. Yeah, you can't. That's ridiculous. You can't tee up Deacon Barnes from forty yards. You away. teed up a guy for trying to get some clarification. Yeah. I credit to and, Rick, credit to Rick Barnes for not getting ejected. He was, he was because like, I would have gotten ejected. He's like that. the two officials. He was like, we were just having a conversation because there was a miscommunication. We were just trying to clear it up. I would have gotten ejected because I would have earned my second technical. <laughs> I would have earned it. Maybe we would have played better. I don't know. <laughs> Kim English or. Someone, yeah. someone else would have been coaching the rest we of the game. We need somebody to light a fire. So I'm going to tell you right now, if a ref does that, you're gonna you or you are gonna find a reason to team me up. Absolutely, because <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's insane. Holy, what? I did. I, I did hear Rick Barnes say that he wasn't sure. I didn't hear the explanation of he was asking for clarification, which I have had a ref. I guess I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't earn the technical because I had a ref one time. An official warned me. Um, and I was just, I was actually yelling at one of my players. And he thought I was yelling at him. <laughs> and I was like, and he, he didn't yell at me. He did warn me. And I was like, I, okay, whatever. You're not going to listen to me. I did go talk to him after the game and cleared it up. But it didn't help in the moment. So <sighs> that's ridiculous. That's, that's, a, that's so bad. I can't explain how bad that is. Bowl season. Do we get to talk about something fun now? Florida getting whooped and Dan oh Mullen looking dumber and dumber every single day. He's going to the NFL, isn't he? Is he? Is that is that real? Going it's to the Jets? A, it, apparently, it's a report that he's 
he said he would consider it. It's not off the table of him going to the NFL. What NFL team would hire him after the? Because like I mean, that's who would hire him after just the way he's acted this year. Dude, I mean, him coming out of the tunnel after starting a fight against Missouri and pumping up the crowd. You'd be surprised. Oh, I mean, I know. <laughs> yeah, like the Jets. The like, J- who else? I mean, they hired that. Adam Gase couldn't even freaking talk in his press conference. Titans win, Chris. Titans win. Go tits. <laughs> Big win. Dude, that, he's an idiot. You can't. Who? <clears throat> like, how dumb do you look to your team? If you're a player on Flores team. And you just played that entire bowl game. And he comes out and was like, I mean, it was our scout team. F you, I'm leaving. Yeah. Dude, how? I get a free transfer. I ain't playing for you anymore. If you're Kyle Trask, dude, you got to regret playing in that bowl game, right? I don't think, yeah, I probably would. At least it doesn't affect. And it, it, it sucks for him because, like, but also a lot of those throws had nothing to do with the wide receivers. Right. That's the funny right. thing. <laughs> Dan Mullen's like, I mean, he he had never played practiced with these wide receivers, let alone played with them. Uh, well, the out route that he threw the first touchdown on had zero to do with the wide receiver. Yeah. That was a terrible ball. Yeah, I agree. I just like that's got it, man. Because I mean, also your defense gave up 400 rushing. Because that's the last game they get to see you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Trask NFL was. scouts get to see of you, and you look like Kyle Trash. Yeah. Looked like who we wanted him to against Tennessee. Yeah, it'd be nice. But your your defense gave up 435 yards rushing. Don't give me that ish about scout team. And if you can't to coach Oklahoma, if you can't coach your, if you can't coach your team to get up to play a top ten team, you're an idiot. They don't even run the ball. They do a little. Not not very often though. If if it's there, they're gonna run the ball, but it's not something that they're just like, yeah, let's let's go pound the football down Florida's throat. No, no. I mean, Florida looked terrible. Florida looked bad. It was fun to watch them get beat by. I mean, how do you score twenty points? I hate Oklahoma. Big, I hate Oklahoma. I hate Big their Twelve fans. defense. Yeah, that's bad. I hate Oklahoma, <laughs> and I hate Oklahoma fans. So I, it was hard hearing you know seeing them get all excited about it. But at least they beat Florida. That was good. Sure, they did. That was good. Uh, and then Wisconsin Wake Forest played on uh, Wednesday as well. Forty two twenty eight. Wisconsin wins that game in the Mayo Bowl, and then breaks the trophy. <laughs> it happens. At least it was during the celebration. Did you see what they did with it after? I loved it. They they taped the actual Mayo on. Yep. And then on Thursday, you had Ball State 34, San Jose State 13. Dude, San Jose State. And then in the, bra- yeah. in the brawl of the South that day, Mississippi State 28, Tulsa 26. That whole situation was hilarious, and you can't convince me otherwise. Oh, Mike Leach, did you hear him after? <laughs> but what else is he going to say? I know, but like, oh my God. But I, think, I mean, I'm like, that's what I would say. Tell them not to do it. What, what do you, want? you want me to go in there <laughs> and chew them out over it? Yeah, they don't care. It's over. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess from, but that, that's embarrassing. Oh, it's embarrassing. But like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do anything if you go in there, and like, what do you say to the media? Do you go in there and you're like, I'm gonna tell them to never do it? Do you say it with more passion? I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's a passionless man. It's just like, man, that's. But good. I love that he's taking pictures with fans when it's like you see on the two sides of the field. He's in the stands taking pictures. This. <laughs> What were they even doing on the same sideline? You're not supposed to be shaking hands right now. I have no clue. 
Well, I think they are shaking hands because it's over with, so they don't. Oh, care. like COVID's done. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> what was that game I was watching last night? Was there a game on A and M in North Carolina? They shake hands. Yeah, Jimbo went to um, Mac Brown without a mask. It was trying to talk to him. I'm like, dude, Mac Brown's <laughs> like eighty years old. You can't just be up in this man's face. And I'm pretty sure he had COVID before. He's good then. Good. It was three months ago. <laughs> He's, he can't, he'll get it again. Uh, then you got West Virginia, 24, Army, 21. Oh, I wanted Army to win that one so bad. They were close. They just, they're good, dude. Army was, Army is a good football team. They didn't have just enough to keep up with. Yeah, they're just not, they just don't have the talent. You know the world you live in, but they, I mean, they put up a good fight, played a good yeah. game. It was, it was fun to watch, too. I mean, Army's always going to put up a good fight. Like, it, I would not, yeah, I would not want to watch Army, the last of the hearts. I would not want to watch Army and Navy play often, but like watching them play when they're good, give other teams fits, is fun to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And that's why I think Vanderbilt should have, like, you should have offered him the world. You're not going to win playing normal football. And would you win a ton of games under Jeff Mocket? No. Would you win some and give teams like, you, you beat Tennessee a lot more than you have. I mean, in your best decade and their worst, you still split at 500. You would have won a lot more games with an offense like that. But you would have... If you beat us, you beat us by double yeah, digits. You would give you would give a... Yeah. You would give a ton <laughs> of teams fits. Uh, and then moving on to the next day in on the... Uh, on yesterday. Is that yesterday? No, today's Sunday. Friday. Uh, Alabama, 31. Notre Dame, 14. Notre Dame ended up covering. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It was like eight ten and a half, dude. I didn't bet on that game. Get Notre Dame out of the playoff. They should ne- they should never be allowed. I don't care how good they think they are, they're not one of the four best teams in the country ever. And a lot of people are like the A and M. You know, they were talking about the A and M game proved they're. I mean, A and M won. That's true. And I'm not. And I know Notre Dame beat North Carolina too. And North Carolina didn't have as much against A and M. But it's like, I think if A and M and Notre Dame play. I'm taking A&M. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, 100%. And then you also have Ohio State, Clemson, Ohio State in the win. Dude, that's The smart. argument's never been, is Ohio State good enough? It is the Big Ten. F them. Yeah, they, they should. You canceled they, the season. Yeah, they You changed the rules. Stupid. You should have made them pay. If you don't want to be in the Big Ten, leave. It's their fault. Also on New Year's Day. So, who do you got, who do you got in, in this one? Alabama and Ohio State. I, I'm taking Alabama. I haven't seen what the spread's at. What, have you? Have they announced it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to see this in in the future. I would like to see it like a third place game. That'd be fun. I think it, you'd get I mean, the. Oh, there's a bowl game nobody wants to play. I mean, but like, what's Jeremy Pruitt like? Yeah, we we need the extra practice. <laughs> you you give them an extra week of yeah, extra couple weeks of we practice. get to see a bowl game. Yeah, we get to see another bowl game. Uh. uh Two good teams. Yeah. Too. I just, and I think the whole, you know, guys don't want to play in bowl games. Some guys don't want to play in bowl games. Teams want to play in bowl games. Yeah. Teams want to play in bowl games. Would they want to play the third place game? Sure, there'd be every once in a while teams that didn't want to play the third place game. But anytime a team wins, so, you know, Georgia, when they're losing to Cincinnati, everyone's like, well, you see, Georgia didn't want to play in this game. And they celebrated like they absolutely wanted to play in that game. Mm-hmm. So let's calm down there. Are you going to see some teams that. Also, if whatever, you're. If you're a quarterback, why in the world would you want to go to Georgia? I don't know, but I mean, at least they, JT Daniels is looking better than Stetson Bennett. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like at the beginning of the season, you you didn't think he was going to be the best player right. in the roster. I think everyone knew. I mean, he he was the best transfer quarterback in the country. Everyone knew it. 
So you went Dewan Mathis, Stetson Bennett, and then with well, JT Daniels. I thought you went Stetson Bennett, Dewan Mathis, Stetson Bennett, JT Daniels. That's right, yeah. Yeah? Okay. But George ended up winning that one, 24-21, on a dong punch was to finish it. Punch. I was rooting for Cincinnati, man. I root for chaos. And I'm, I'm not an SEC pride guy. It's the dumbest thing in the world to me. I'm sorry. It's stupid. F all the other SEC teams. I, I, I did like like Cincinnati. They fought. gave it a fight, man. I, I did. I thought Georgia would cover in this game because mm-hmm. I just I just thought their defense. I thought Cincinnati would, would cover. Is nine and a half. I think I got it seven. Okay. And a half. So yeah, I, I thought like I thought they would have trouble scoring against Georgia's defense because I, I think Georgia's defensive front is yeah one of the best in the country. Oh, absolutely. So for them to have that much success. And defensively, I thought they played really well, too. Right. Didn't get the win, but I thought they played good enough where they, they at least said, hey, we belong against these teams. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at Cincinnati the same way I said against Army. Obviously, on another level, Army's not at Cincinnati's level. But you're looking at Cincinnati going, they're actually a good football team. May not have enough to keep up with a team like Georgia. Um, but And I think I even texted that in our group. I was like, man, Cincinnati, whatever happens in this game, they're a good football team. We'll see if they can actually pull it out. I like Luke Fickle. Yeah, I do too. He's going to do great two guys that, Yeah, two, two guys that I, I think would be really decent hires here. Luke Fickle and Matt Campbell, and those are two guys that Tennessee probably would never even No, nope. nope. <laughs> Fickle, no, nobody wants the up-and-comer anymore. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't, is Tennessee going to get a proven winner? Probably not. Uh, also... But is, is that like... I guess it is, but... Is it really like an up and comer? At least he's been successful. I mean, some, some. I mean, you got to market with like mild success though. He's lost one. Is it one game in Cincinnati? I don't know. If it was, if it's one game in Georgia, I like that. But. Yeah, I think it's two games now. Yep. Uh, and then Auburn, like I said, f every other SEC team. Auburn loses to number fourteen Northwestern, thirty-five to nineteen. Yesterday, Iowa number ten Iowa State, thirty-four. Number twenty-five Oregon, seventeen. Ole Miss. Barely pulls one out against number 11, Indiana. 26-20. to 20. Kentucky. This was an ugly affair. I don't know if you watched it. Number 20, or uh, Kentucky, 23. Number 23, NC State, 21. Mm-hmm. And a great dive. An EPL-level dive. Did you see it? Huh. The guy that got pushed and he fell and was like... Oh, and yeah, I did teammates see teammates came in and robbed <laughs> yeah. uh, And then last night, and I actually went to bed before the game was over. I went to bed, or I, I went, I turned it off, and then I saw an update. A&M, I saw A&M score, and then I think North Carolina scored again to either make it tied or go up three or four mm-hmm. or something like that, and then A&M somehow. <laughs> it's so A&M scored to go up by seven, and then uh, North Carolina went four and out, and then okay. they scored again. And then it was gone yeah. from there. Gone from there. A&M 41, North Carolina 27. He covered me. Jimbo, COVID's over. Yeah, good Lord. COVID's over. Um, so Richie Hayes asked, thanks guys for another great show. Hey man, appreciate that. Appreciate it, Richie. Um, Richie. Yeah. He said, any thoughts on how lofty the next OC choice will be for Saban? Is there a coach, like a rehab coach that, you know, coach that needs rehab? Yeah. That, rehab. That's Are there any coaches? Guy. Yeah. I don't know. He'll, he'll find somebody. And I, I think you'll see exactly what you've seen the past couple years. Yeah. I mean, Saban's got the system down. He's got, and he's getting guys in here that are really, really good on their own. But that, you know, he can also use. Is, it, it, is Butch it, Jones regretting leaving? <laughs> Would he have been the next OC? It's an Arkansas State way. 
It's Arkansas State way. <laughs> God, what a bastard. Yeah. I don't. I think I think Saban and Alabama will be just fine. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just saying. You, I mean, but you think Butch John, like you got to assume he's the next in line to be in, right? You think? But, I mean, just because Saban's obviously using him if he's been around, and if he if Saban wants him there for the playoff. Now, I think Butch Jones should leave. You're a head coach somewhere, not like you shouldn't be an analyst. You haven't recruited these guys. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to be coaching them. You're right. an analyst. So I think he should leave. But obviously, if Saban was ready to be done with it, he would, so he, Saban sees value in him, some value. I mean, Saban knew Sark was gone. So do you not talk to Butch Jones? And if he didn't, that says a lot about Butch Jones, right? And, and does that mean? So does that mean that he has someone else in mind? Uh. I, I just don't know what what offensive guys, you know, or does he just go and get a young guy that he thinks is good now? I, I don't know. It's curious. It's a good. It's a good question. Is Sarkeesian even mildly successful at uh? At what you call it? At Texas? Is what? Is he is Sarkeesian Sark even mildly successful? I mean, I don't know how you can go into Texas with the tradition. With the resources, with the the talent level in the state, and be a bad football team. I think it's very hard to do. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I, 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 I hope they're they're kind of decent, just because <clears throat> they probably take some recruits from Texas A and M. So <laughs> whatever. So I guess he's probably mildly successful. Is he in terms of like keeping his job? Is he more which? Success was an issue at USC, but it was more off-the-field issues. Um, is he successful enough that you're like, oh, he learned something from mm-hmm. USC? I mean, I, I think he'll just – I think he'll be right around the same as Tom Herman. I think Tom Herman was one of those guys that recruits liked. Yeah. Like, I think he's a good relationship guy with – I don't know how Sark is with that. Um, so – but Sark has a better offensive mind, 100%, than Tom Herman. Yeah. At least it, it seems like it. it. Being a head coach, though, is totally different. Um, yeah, I uh, agree. We'll see. I like, uh, I mean, I think, a, Sark, I think Sark did a really good job. I think like Lane Kiffin. I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to be any more six. Uh, I'm just not convinced he's still a great, phenomenal head coach. Like I don't he's think he's, he's a great win. offensive mind, yeah. but yeah, is he going to be given Saban fits in the next couple of years? I don't think uh, so. doubt it. I don't think so. Um, before we go on to the next segment, since we're talking coaches, Patrick Eady asks, "Who do you think we will hear for O line coach? Hearing D line coach candidate is Rodney Gardner. Had you heard that? I wish. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I, mean, I think Rodney I think Gardner. Would Bo, be- Bo Davis would probably be." One guy that they would contact. Um, is there connections there? Well, yeah, and he he's at the Lions right now, and that that staff everybody's is, getting fired. Right. So, um, yeah, that that could be one offensive line. I just don't. I mean, if if you could, I would offer Rodney. Here's the thing. You could probably go get anybody. Now, does the guy want to come here? If they do, then you can. 
I mean, we were paying Will Friend $800,000. Yeah, you got plenty year. of money. Yeah. <laughs> you got plenty of money. $800,000. I got to assume Rodney, Rodney Garner is out of a job right now, though, right? Or is he... I think he's going to be retained on that. He'll model. probably be retained. Okay. If if I was that head right. coach, I'd be like, yeah, you're staying. Right. Fair. Fair point. Fair point. But yeah, I think Bo Davis would probably be your number one option. Or Pruitt's number one option. I think... With Tosh Lapoy won it? I, I mean, it, it might be a call, but does he want to leave the NFL? Right. Does Bo Davis want to leave the NFL? I don't know. Something to think about. But I, you I, got I, a good point, though. You you have a ton. Like, money should not be an issue in terms of, like, going and trying to get the best guys. And Pruitt is going – if he wants any chance at his job, he's going to have to go and hire the best guys. And, and I think that's hard to do with – the uncertainty around the yeah, program. Yeah, oh, 100%. So How do you get a guy to come here for one year? Cause I mean, it's, it's going to have to be a multi-year thing. Right. They're not going to come here for one year. So you're going to have to pay another buyout if if they're all gone. Right. So, yep. All right. Anything else for – I don't know. I guess I, we're talking I do have coaching some, changes there. I, I do have some questions. Some questions. Um, Raging Iguana says, is there any chance things will get better? Pass. No. I, I, can they get much? I mean, they can get worse. 100%. I don't know if they can get better. Because like I said, it's just, it's a, a lot of the issues I think are culture issues and that is hard to change. Yeah. When, it's hard to change when the same guy's in charge. It's hard to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you have to do something completely different and I'm just not willing to say that right. Pruitt would do that. Nope. Um, I mean, I, there is a chance things get better. I don't know if it's a great chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, then we had Patrick Eady said the impact of hiring of the hiring of lawyer Michael Glazer be the end of Pruitt. It's not doesn't seem to be a good look when Glazer is called in often. Um, I didn't know a ton about his firm until this week in researching. Uh, Bob Huggins uh, called him an, assa- an assassin, I think. A coach assassin. Nice. Um, said that when he's called in, it programs are looking for ways out of coaches' contracts. So Okay. I think that's what it was, What Bob Huggins said was coaches' assassin. So, I mean, that, that doesn't pose that, a good look for... But does that not pose a bad look for the whole that's program? A, because then at that point, then there's a disconnect from your AD and your administration. And I just think that... That's a formula for disaster. Yeah, and here's another issue. I, if anyone's rooting for the NCAA issues to happen to get fi- to get Pruitt fired, guys, we're just going to get set back. Tennessee's program is going to be set back if there's NCAA issues even there. further. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that would. Could you still get a good coach in? Sure, but if he's dealing with 20, 23 scholarships a year, that poses an issue. Mm. Um, I mean, if if you can't go and recruit because there's some recruiting violations, if Tennessee is an, is unable to has any period where they can't go on campuses or in homes, that isn't like that gives Tennessee issues. I'm not saying Florida's going to like definitely be, but Dan Mullen not being able to go out and recruit is going to hurt them at least a little bit. It's going to impact them. Yeah. So whether Pruitt's here or not after the NCAA issues, it hurts whatever coach is here. So you shouldn't root for that to be what's happening. No. If if okay, you want to get Pruitt fired and I understand that. Yeah, but you also have to sit back and go. This program is going to be set back if that's what's happening. 
Yeah. Regardless of what takes place. Mm-hmm. Would Pruitt here, being here, result in setbacks? Sure. Then that's a fair argument to say. So which setback's better? But you still, at least do me the favor and be honest and say it would set the program back. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it's not like if he's fired for cause, that next it's, coach it's is going to have to deal with it. Right. It's not all perfect after that. So so then, like, if you set it back, then how long do you give this coach to start seeing results? Right. Yeah, true. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it's a messed up situation. Yeah, for sure. Luckily, we well, we thought we had basketball program to fall back on. We still we do. We still do. Hey, we don't, still, don't we give still up get, yet. We still got a good, a really good basketball yeah, team. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. No Th- I mean, thirty-one percent and only losing by eight. I think you can. Yeah. Moral victories suck. I get it. Was that the best thing to to happen to this basketball team? Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, people think it is. But the best thing. That's not. Yeah, the best. There, are, there, there are such thing as good losses. Mm-hmm. But you also don't know if they're good losses until like five games after the loss, the, because you don't know if they've learned from it yet. And did Alabama play decent? Yeah, but did they play like a team possessed and was just meant to beat Tennessee? Not really. I mean, shooting no. fifty, I would be kind of mad. We shot fifty percent, they shot thirty-one, and we only won by eight. I'd be mad. Right. If I was Nate Oates. Uh, okay, top top sports moments twenty or moments. You didn't say sports, so I mean any moments. Yeah, any moments. Um, one thing I do want Tennessee. Sorry, I just saw this in the box score. Um, we only had seven assists. That can't happen. The Scully only had yeah. one assist, and if your primary ball handler is only having one assist, that's not good. Correct, especially a guy who normally is all up in that category. Exactly. <laughs> all right, best things. 2020 moments. This is this is kind of a tough one because sports getting canceled. You know what did happen in 2020 that feels like a lifetime ago? LSU had one of the best seasons in college football history and won a national championship. They did. Handing Trevor Lawrence only one of two losses as a starter. His second one came in in New Orleans as well. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. I feel like what was cool about this past football season, so 2019, 2020, and, I mean, you saw two of the best teams to ever do it. And that doesn't always happen. Like, sometimes there's teams that are like, oh, I mean, they were skirting by all the whole way. I mean, they're good, obviously. They won a championship. They're right. great, but not the best. You saw the Chiefs and the and LSU. I mean, two that had just historic seasons go on and win it. That doesn't always happen. And you know what both of those teams had? A really good offense. <laughs> yes. That's what we need. Correct. Really good offense. Um... My first one, I kind of stuck with with Tennessee. Okay. If you want to go, I mean that. Oh, so I was just doing top. I didn't know. No, you I you do you do what you will. Okay. Uh, I apologize. It's, it's not it's a lot vague. of top moments in Tennessee, so I had to go. It's vague. I had to yeah, you, you, you definitely got to to scrape to <laughs> to get the three. Um, dude, I, the Gator Bowl win was just awesome. Just the way it was won. That feels like a lifetime ago. But it was in twenty twenty. <laughs> it was. It felt like five years ago. Um. But, dude, I, I just – coming out of that game, you're like, oh, man, we came from behind. We did an onside kick. Pruitt's got balls. Um, Eric Gray is is electric. And you just thought, like, Tennessee was turning the corner. Yep. Didn't turn out that way. But it was a really good moment for Tennessee fans. And so we just remember that. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have any? So, like, I want to hear some more of your 2020 moments for Tennessee yeah. sports. Uh, I'm I got curious. beating Kentucky at Rupp. Oh, yeah, they did have it in 2020. You're right. They did, we did have some 2020 John basketball Fulgerson. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you also had uh, the Vols Tennessee baseball. Yeah. Off to a rank number 20. Start. Yeah. Rank number 20 in the country at one point. Um, beating number one Texas Tech in the Round Rock Classic 6 to 2. Um, that week, that weekend, or I think. Or was it during the week? I don't know. Um, you beat Houston and St- and number twenty five Stanford um, at the Round Rock Classic. So yeah, a lot of good. Not really a ton of great football moments, but no. Nope. I mean, when we went to it, like we we're two and zero going into the Georgia game. You thought we got a really good football <sighs> hey, team. Man, you felt so good. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts how much changed so quick. I mean, dude. we we picked Tennessee to win. Yeah. I mean, looking back, you're like, man, we were morons, but yep. I mean, that's how good Tennessee fans... We did fans. pick Tennessee to win on the day of. Let's note that. Because remember, we got called fake fans for picking Georgia the week of. Right, but we didn't think we'd get... We didn't think we'd get blown out. We did not think... No. We didn't think the second half would happen the way it did. No. <laughs> Man, that was depressing. Oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy. Yeah, that was very sad. Oh. And, I, and I thought beating Missouri the other night, the way that you did against, you against was, Conzo, was I thought that was... a good way to end 2020. Huh? It was a good way to end 2020. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really good win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some other sports moments that I wanted to throw out. I mean, the NBA bubble, I thought was – to see something like that kind of come together just to honestly make something like – which I know there's a lot of money involved and a lot of like – you know, but it's an entertainment mm-hmm. piece. Um, to see that happen was pretty remarkable, pretty cool. And kinda, you saw like other teams, you know, other organizations imitated. The MLS did with like a little like tournament that they did. Um, the uh, baseball eventually went to that for the World Series, and I think for the ALCS and NLCS, didn't they? Yeah, they had like two separate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know, that's like that to make that stuff happen is is pretty. People, I'm not saying like these guys are suffering, but they are giving up time with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with people they care about to play a sport. So that is like a remarkable thing to do. For the and it, yes, I know they're, they're getting paid, they're getting compensated, but regard like there's not a lot of money that there's a, there's a dollar amount. I love my family, but there's a dollar amount that could take me away from them for a few months. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, still, you know, there's a, it's you know, it's still uh, somebody's listening to you. All right, that's you're fine. Get a call out not my this. grandmother. I'd never do that for my grandmother. Um, love you, my mom. <laughs> um, but you know, you, I mean, that, you just take her with you. But I mean, there are, you know, there are so much you don't you don't get to see your mom or mm-hmm. you know grandmother, grandfather. For X amount of months in a time where, what if their health's bad? You, which I know one guy left the bubble, and who was it that went to the strip club for grandparents' death? Uh, <laughs> or they didn't go to the strip club for the death? Was it Lou Williams? Yeah, I think it was Lou Williams. <laughs> but regardless, to make the to do the stuff that they've like committed to doing for our pure entertainment is, yeah, like absolutely. it's, and I'm not, I support the troops. Okay, <laughs> I'm not trying to put them on a pedestal. I don't think they're like the best of best people because of it. But regardless, like it's to, the over the things people have had to go through just to make sports happen in 2020. And we appreciate it. Cause I was going to go nuts. Uh, the first couple months were awful. I mean, I, I was very depressed. I watched golf, but I watched way more golf than I ever have when it, when it first <clears> came back. I so, even watched golf. See, there you go. <laughs> oh, and sports gambling. I, I was like, I used to be the only friend that did it. So, or I had a few friends, but I was, I didn't talk. You know, we have a group text now between eight of us. That, that's all we talk about. <laughs> yeah. That's not all we talk about. We're not degenerates. Um, that's kind of like when we first see each other, like, 
Oh, uh, what do you have? What do you have today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sports gambling coming was pretty awesome too. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some more. Mm. As as a show, having Ross Kivett on was really cool. I, I love that. That was one of our best interviews. Was I think Zerker was nineteen, right? I can't remember when. Honestly, I'm sorry, Zerk. Yeah. But I can't remember. I can't remember. And we got we had Chris Lofton on this year. We did have Chris Lofton. Yeah, that was another good one. Some other some other guests. Darnell Stokes we had on. Um, Chris Weather we had on. Um, Billy sorry, Ratliff. I don't, I don't mean to. We had yeah, Billy Ratliff. We had Billy Ratliff on. Yeah. Um, we had him on twice. Front of the pod. I don't know, but regardless, it's a. Great to have him Aaron on. Hayden. Any, anytime. Aaron Hayden. We did have we've had Aaron Hayden on, I think, twice. Yep. Um great stuff. So all right. Most important of the week? Most important. Is the Mayo Bowl trophy uh most important and a fail? Because the recovery from it was fantastic. Yeah, it could be both. They also did tweet like a couple weeks ago that a quick reminder that we have the best trophy in college football, and then that happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, that that was fantastic. I think a lot of people disagree. It's better than the college football playoff one. That trophy's... I hate that trophy. But the meaning... Yeah, the meaning, yeah. <laughs> but go back to the classic beat. That tro- that crystal ball, there's nothing that beats that. And Phil... Yeah, Phil... Oh, it up. God. <laughs> you get a man excited over here. <laughs> Can you all riled up? Uh, was that your most important? Yeah, most important slash the 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 <laughs> tweeting it like a week earlier. That was cold takes exposed. I think. <laughs> Brought that one up. Uh, the Browns going to the playoffs for Don't, the first time since two thousand two. Again, as a man though that roots for chaos, big Baker Mayfield guy. As a man that roots for chaos, I was kind of rooting for them to go nine and whatever, ten and whatever, and not make the playoffs. That just mm. would have been hilarious. Root oh, for chaos. Yeah. The city of Cleveland would smack you for that. Would riot. They were. That's fine. Good for Cleveland, man. Yeah. I mean, just being completely crap in football and uh, basketball. They pre- they've been pretty decent. The Indians have been pretty yeah. good yeah. here lately. But for them to win a champ, are they gonna? Is Baker Mayfield gonna? Be the one that yells Cleveland. Would this one's that for you. not be awesome if Cleveland somehow did it? That would be great. They're probably gonna lose in the first round though, because they still have all those guys out that are due to co- due to COVID. Because they lost to the Jets. They're yes. <laughs> <laughs> My last most important of the week, and we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, the man, the Ohio State man that won uh, two million dollars on or a million, I think one whatever he won like one point seven million dollars something like that. Dude, speaking of some balls, man, how do you sweat that out? I would, I'd be like, yeah, just put me in a coma for that. I couldn't watch the game. There's no way. Oh my god. There's no way I could watch that game. Oh man, I like it's giving me anxiety just thinking about that. I mean, I'd never have that much to actually wager, but I mean, what does he do to have that much? Just like. Let's do it. Do you think you try to put one point, like a dollar three? <laughs> it was like one point three million. <laughs> He's like, shh. <laughs> he calls Fandle. Was, yeah. it, was it on Fandle that we did it? Yeah, I think so. 
I did not mean to do that. Too many zeros. Um, my next one is Becky Hammond. Became the first woman in NBA history to serve as a head coach after Greg Pop- Popovich got ejected. <laughs> she said she didn't want to expect it. He just looked at her and was like, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Did you hear? more most important? Did you? Oh, I got some fails. Got some fails. Yeah. Let's do it. Um... The first one is we found out that Alabama left Lane Kiffin at the stadium twice. That happened twice? <laughs> yeah. He, somebody said on a positive note, Bama never left you on the tarmac to uh, Lane Kiffin. And he said only at a stadium twice. So we only heard about one time, right? Yeah, he did it twice. <laughs> How does that happen? Yeah, it's like... He's like a face that you're just like, okay, yeah, we and need to keep eyes on him at all times. He should also probably, like, most coaches sit in the first couple rows. So it's right. not like you're like, oh, he's in the back. We forgot, like, to look there. Like, yeah, he's not like an analyst. You're like, where's our <laughs> offensive coordinator? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Did the bus have to turn around or did they find other arrangements? Did he mention it? No, he just said that. Derrick Henry ended up getting to 2,000 yards? He did, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. Look at I don't that. know. That, that's the most important. I think he's scored over 200 yards against the Texans in three straight games. Oh, wow. Texans are not liking that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Also, Look. did you see – this is a fail on the Big Ten. Of course. Of so, course. they said after being snubbed of a Citrus Bowl appearance, it appears Indiana will not have any Big Ten logos on their uniforms for the Outback Bowl. So they I love that. I love that Indiana did that. I wish they had one doing it. That would have made it sweeter. But If they had what? Like one with the – like with taking oh, the Big yeah. Ten off, that yeah, would have yeah. been awesome. But, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, I do have one more most important. Okay. This was from – I don't know if you saw this. This is like – as as a commissioner, as, an, as a, the uh, – Fantasy Football League Commissioner. This one touched my heart. Um, <laughs> at Till Thickle tweeted, My uncle passed in October. He was the all-time commissioner for the 10-plus years I've been playing. He somehow made it to the championship, and the other guy did this. You go out like a champ. Love you, Chuck. Uh, who The guy playing him in the championship emptied his lineup, so the commissioner that passed away won 138 to nothing. Nice. Dang, dude. That's awesome. Heartfelt. Yeah, heartfelt. I love it. Y'all have to do that for me when I'm inevitably die from a Vols loss. Um, I'm definitely giving you... When I die, it's going to happen in the middle of football season. I'm giving you a Viking funeral. I'm telling you right now. I'll love that. I just know it's going to happen during football season, so that means I'll be at least, you know, a little bit of the ways through. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a a meme of Garantano doing the arrow, and then it's just a view. It would be a perfect montage. (laughs) It would be a perfect montage. Oh, that's hilarious. Let me down one more time. Yeah. (laughs) It just misses. (laughs) It gets intercepted and ran back for a touchdown. No comment. You got any more fails? It's great. We can can talk about it now because he doesn't play here anymore. Okay. You got any more fails? That's all I got. Shout out to Five five Star Preps for the new shirt, for the new, for the golf tees and some, some more stickers. Nice. Love Jesse Smith at Five Star Preps. Five Star Preps is awesome. If you don't follow him, do it. If you if you like high school sports, which follow Who all, does? all the info. Who does? Um, Jesse Smithy, Five Star Preps is nope. your guys. No one does it all better. Your guys. No yeah. one does it better than, For sure. than those guys. 
Guys, that's all we got. Winning trumps everything. Tennessee basketball is going to get back to winning. Oh, yeah. Back to winning. That's all we got, guys. Appreciate you hopping on with us. 2021. New year, new us. We got lights. (laughs) We got lights. (laughs) We're bringing the boat in, and we out.